Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Up in the Clouds. Um, we're on episode 7 today. Today's episode is going to be a more serious one. Last one was a little bit more light. Um, today we're going to do some more shadow work. So your girl has some more shadow work to do before 2020 is over. So there's some things we need to heal from. Um, you know, I just want to go in. <laughs> so yeah, just have some more shadow work to do. Um, you know, that fun stuff. Um, oh my God. Well, these episodes are healing for me. So, and yeah, so got more shadow work to do. So let's, I guess, get started. This week's episode is going to be about um, being a sexual assault victim. I don't really know what you want to call it. I guess I spent so many years not considering myself a victim and I like, I don't want to say victim. I just want to say like, I've been assaulted. Unfortunately, it's kind of to the point where it's like, oh, what girl hasn't, you know? And that's really, I hate that. Let's start with some stats because I love my stats. <laughs> I love just kind of sharing with you guys, just to put it in a different perspective. So maybe you don't realize like how common it actually is, or, you know, maybe just anything, just kind of op sometimes just hearing the stats, just like open your eyes, you know? So one in five women, so 18.3% and one in seven D1 men, so 1.4, um, have been raped in their lifetime. 51.1% for women, it was an intimate partner, and 40.8% was by an acquaintance, so somebody they knew. For men, it was 52.4% was an acquaintance, and 15.1% was a stranger. Two in 21, so 4.8%, men were forced to rape somebody by a perpetrator, so the perpetrator for the men that were forced to rape was either like a partner or a friend um, was the perpetrator. 27.2% women and 11.7% men have experienced some sort of unwanted sexual contact in their life. And 25.5 million um, reported um, have been completed or attempted rape by women and 2.8 million for men. So, and that's just reported, you know, there's obviously clearly ones that are unreported or, you know, maybe something happens with the case and it might, like, I don't know if the case gets dropped or charges get dropped because they get afraid of them or if that counts still, I don't really know, but we'll just say, like, those are the reported ones. There are unreported ones that happen probably way more and way more frequently and you know it's those numbers are big and those numbers are awful and it's just really sad to be honest um so my shadow work is yeah I spent years um not realizing I was assaulted because they were my friends or friends of friends people I hung out with all the time and like I said, I never, 
until I was in therapy, honestly, because I was talking about, you know, my negative experiences with males and why I've always had like some sort of like negative or not always, but there was a time in my life where I was going through a very like negative view of men, very like writing men off, like not even giving anyone a chance to even speak to me, look at me, just very closed. And so I was trying to do some healing from that and obviously not having a very like loving, affectionate father is something that I'm, you know, I've healed from because I've realized that's just him and his, you know, way of being and there's, you can't change somebody when they've been raised to be a certain way. So the first step was sort of forgiving my dad and then I realized that there were so many, there were still so many issues, like even after... I had forgiven him. That's when I opened up to my therapist and talked about also that I was friends with in high school, that it had happened to me in high school, and then it happened in college. And, you know, I never... One of them was I was completely blacked out drunk, like I have no recollection of it at all and would never in if I was in the right state of mind. And it was I was very frustrated for a few years because I was still friends with that person and they would bring it up all the time. And like I said, I didn't remember it. And I was repulsed that I it would, you know, even by the idea of it. And so I would just kind of like shut down whenever he would bring it up and change the subject, walk away from him, like at a party or whatever. One of the times I was having a party at my house and I'd went in the garage to go um, smoke a cigarette with some kid and he'd push me up against my garage and I was like, no, no, no. He knew I liked his friend too, so that was really frustrating and um, was forcing me to make out with him. He was trying to go under my clothes. At that point, it was still pretty like traumatic now that I think about it and I never let him come over to my house again after that, actually. And then that time that I was talking about that I had no recollection where he'd always bring it up, eventually I stopped hanging around him because I realized what had actually happened and that not remembering is also like not consent. Like just because I was barely conscious does not mean that that was consent. And that was sort of learning that for myself and learning that it wasn't okay. And the other time it had happened... So there's three times that I specifically remember. And the other time that it happened was it was one of my like really good friends and we had both been very drunk and pretty like flirty all night and they were forcing themselves to the point where I felt like I couldn't say no or I was afraid to and then like pushing them off of me, like telling them please stop, like I don't feel comfortable and... I had to stop hanging out with them too for a very long time and they were one of my really close friends so it really sucks it sucks when people that when people you love you know hurt you and it was really hard for me for a while to not hang around him and so now it's just establishing boundaries with people that I'm friends with and finding more respectable guy friends and yeah, for a while it made me not want to be friends with any boys, to be honest, because I just ha- felt that like I went through a phase where I was like, no boys are even friends with me because they want to be friends with me. They only want to be friends with me because they want to, 
you know, bang me and clearly would just take advantage of me, you know, anytime they feel like they can. And I was just very frustrated. So I spent a long time like not hanging out with any boys and stuff. But now, you know, here is where we heal from it. And like I said, I spent so long making excuses and maybe you've had something similar happen to you where, you know, it was a friend or someone was, you know, an acquaintance, a friend of a friend. That person was very drunk, so you just kind of write it off and say, oh, they were drunk, it's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. And then you see them the next time and your energy literally rejects them. You have anxiety, you feel like it all in your body, like exactly how you felt that night and you're just replaying that trauma in your head and head over and over again. And the most important step is to recognize those feelings, recognize that trauma and either confront them about what they did and you know, if there's somebody you really, really want to keep in your life, you have to confront them and just say, hey, we need boundaries, that was not okay, I don't feel comfortable with you doing that and you know or it comes down to it where you just unfortunately have to cut those people out of your lives if they make you that uncomfortable they bring both those triggers they bring those anxieties because it's not worth it it's not like nobody is worth it when they're bringing you trauma pain whatever it's not okay and that's like and I think learning that is super important I spent, I still find myself so triggered by men and I get very defensive and it's something that I'm working on because not all men are bad and that's something I'm trying to rewire in my brain even now because I've had so many negative experiences with men and, you know, being at the bars and old men, young men, men my age, it doesn't matter. And then obviously having um, a very like absentee affectionate father, you know, Um, very just cold all the time and just never, you know, I've talked about it before. And it's just kind of learning that that's just who they are. You can't blame them, you know, and it's instead of victimizing, it's kind of looking past it and say, I'm a survivor you know, I, this happened to me, you know, you reflect, okay, this happened to me, what am I going to do to heal from it? And the first step to healing from anything, especially trauma brought on by another person, is forgiveness. I'm trying to think, yeah, um, it's only happened to me once, being in a relationship, and that was my abusive one that I've talked about before. Um, When I dated him, he was my first like real boyfriend. And I was a a virgin. So I wasn't, I at that point have never done anything except for make out with a boy. So I remember he had a best friend that he spent all this time with. And the girl that best said best friend was dating was a promiscuous girl. You know, most girls are in high school. I don't want to say most girls are, but, you know, she was part of that group of girls that was promiscuous in high school. And which is fine. No judgment. I never judged her. Always liked her. 
Um, until he threatened to cheat on me with her, <laughs> unless I would like do stuff with him. And mind you, we had already been dating for like three months. And like I said, you know, first real boyfriend, never done anything with anyone. Like waiting three months, you know, in high school when you've never been with somebody is, I mean, I didn't think it was that long. Like I was like, whoa, we've been dating for three months. Like, I don't know. Like maybe everyone else had different experiences for me. Like, um, personally, I was like three months, like, whoa, you're, you know, we're not even like, we haven't even been dating that long. You know, in my mind, that's how it felt. Maybe three months feels like a long time to some other people for me personally. And then when it was like my first time having sex, I was like, no, I'm not ready. And then he won't, well, he was like, okay, well, we need to do other things, blah, blah, blah. And was like peer pressuring me all the time. I'd always say, no, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. And I, Oh my God, I was just about to make an excuse for him how frustrating that was. See, we need to retrain that. So even, like I almost said, and I get, that would have been frustrating. No, people need to respect you. That's what I've learned now. If you don't want to do something with somebody, nobody should force you no matter how long, especially a partner. And, you know, in the, for them to put like, oh, we've been dating for this long. It is your body. And I can't believe I almost just made an excuse. Mm. But we're rewiring. You know, it's all in the process of this whole thing, you know. And he was frustrated. And so then he, that's when he threatened. Because I guess homegirl, like, offered to, you know. And I was like, oh my, like I was very hurt. I cried for hours. Um, I called my friend and I was like, oh my God, like he's literally going to cheat on me if I don't do anything with him, even though I don't feel comfortable doing anything yet. Like, what do I do? And she basically went off on him and was like, like, I don't even remember. Oh God. Like, I wish I remembered more. You know, I just remember like the deep, like I remember but I don't remember like, you know, I was obviously freaking out. I was sitting in my closet crying my eyes out like, oh my God, he's literally going to cheat on me because I don't feel comfortable doing something with him yet. Like, blah, blah, like so stupid, so dumb. I should have ended it there, honestly, because that's where it kind of like really started. And then he came over the next night and I was like, okay, fine, like, we can do stuff, you know, and then it, when it came down to it, my ass, like, chickened out, and he screamed at me, called me a prude, you know, what all the boys do when you say you're gonna do something, and then you don't feel comfortable anymore, and then forced me to do things anyway like he didn't have sex with me but forced me to you know I don't really want to go into graphic details but let's just say there were things that were forced that had happened and I cried so long after he left and I called my best friend and like told her what happened and she went up to him to school the next day and 
what she told me was that she yelled at him and made him feel horrible. Um, I found out a few, I don't know if it was like, yeah, I would say like a few months later, they actually, um, made fun of me (laughs) for it and called me lame and called me a prude and um, she said to him that I like, oh, well maybe you should date me because I'm not a prude, blah, blah, blah. Just like weird stuff I found out months later sucked because, you know, she was like my best friend at the time and she was in love with him. (laughs) And so that was, you know, very a lot. And that's kind of like some shadow work I have I had to do with friends I was very you know between like guy friends and girlfriends I was very closed off to people I had a lot of acquaintances but I never like was super close with anybody and learning to like let my guard down was like very hard and letting people in and there was a good like time in my life where I just didn't hang out with anybody and if I did hang out with them I was at a party and we would be drinking so it was like whatever they're not really they're just like party friends you know and that was due to all that like being so afraid of being hurt by a friend you know but that was so that experience with him was the first time it had ever happened to me like real first time and that was by a partner so as we you know I talked about earlier that it's not uncommon to be forced into something sexually by a partner. It's way more common than you think, especially in this society of, you know, social media. Honestly, porn is more probably one of the biggest things, you know, it's free, it's available, it's whenever they want, it's And that's like, it was this worry of being like a competition, you know, like always having to, which relates back to like having to always like feel like you have to impress them, always have to be like on your A game, like you need to be the hottest like girl instead of like not even thinking like they might not even like love me or not even that, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where I'm trying to say, but. So yeah, it's not uncommon for it to happen with a partner. It's, I feel like it's way more common when it's somebody you know than somebody you don't know. Like I feel like being assaulted, raped is extremely more likely to happen from somebody that you know over somebody you don't know. And that's just like a personal belief. I'm sure like if i did more research it's probably like out there that like it makes I mean it makes sense like you have a comfortable like a comfortability with this person you feel safe especially if they're your friend especially if they're your partner like you feel so safe with them like they're I always like make people my home like that's like a weird thing but like you know, I never really had like a sense of home because like I always moved around a lot as a kid. So like people kind of became like become my home, like my friends in this, what is the word I'm looking for? Like in that timeline of my life, like my friends, you know, if I'm dating someone, my partner, 
those people like become my home in that time of my life. So, you know, you put all of your love into that and then they break it down by doing something like that to make you uncomfortable, to hurt you mentally, physically, and that that's it is traumatizing and it's something that you need to stop making excuses for those people and honestly I feel like not having them in your life is probably more than you know having them in your life and like I said I spent so many years just like pushing it away and thinking that oh they're or they were drunk or you know I was a prude so I I deserved it like you got to shift that mindset into you don't like that's where it all becomes like a reflection of like I feel like your view of self which is like you did not deserve that it does not matter how drunk they were um it does not matter that you know you told him you were going to do something and then you didn't feel comfortable anymore none of those things like make it okay at all and I don't want to sound harsh I'm trying to be stern because not only am I talking to you about it I am telling myself that too because it's not something that's fully like healed for me either and it's still something that I'm healing from and yeah so forgiveness that is the key to healing especially when trauma is brought on by other people so I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier but I kind of want to shift into that more instead of the negativity stuff so healing forgiveness I always like to write letters to people that I never said. <laughs> That's like my biggest thing and like biggest way to heal from things is I write letters and I may never send them. Maybe I do. Um, I don't know why. It's kind of always been a thing for me even when I was like little. Like I loved writing notes to like my friends and then like, you know, boys I like and you know, I've just always like, I am a letter person. (laughs) So, um, but it's also a great way to heal from it because, you know, if you're not going to send it, you can literally say whatever you want in this letter. You can be mean, (laughs) you can be whatever nice, I guess, if you want to be nice. Um, I feel like if you're doing a healing letter, you're probably not going to be that nice, but, um, yeah. So, my thing that I do is I write letters. So that's the first step to, you know, truly releasing and truly healing from trauma that's brought on by other people is that for that aspect of forgiveness. So I write a letter. I say, this is what you did to hurt me. Um, this is how I was hurt. Um, I want you know, that there's no excuse for your behavior that you did these things to me. I, you know, I'm trying, like, 
so say it was your partner, all right, and you're no longer with that person, it's been years later, you sort of realize that that happened that way, and um, you, you know, blamed yourself for so many years, so it's like, dear blank, while we were dating, you did this to me, and it really hurt me, it really, you know, affected me more than I thought, it was not okay, no means no, um, even a relationship, you need to learn in the future to, whatever you want to say, it's all your healing, it's your forgiveness, it's your whatever you want to do to heal, and just saying everything that you want to say in this letter, and then I fold it up, and then I rip it up because <laughs> it's sort of like the releasing, you know, it's like, all right, throw it away. And it sounds, it may sound silly. It may sound whatever you're thinking, but I promise you it is so much more therapeutic than you think. Just like writing it out and putting it out there, putting that vibration, like releasing that hurt, that anger, that sadness that loss you know someone who is important in your life or maybe someone you were close to like that's also a loss too because you're losing that person because that friendship is not going to be the same anymore and that was something I had to learn like I tried to like brush it off I tried to like be like oh whatever like you know the cool party girl that doesn't care about anything and unfortunately I have way too many feelings for that and unfortunately It just doesn't work that way because your body, you can like tell yourself, you can act that way. But my body was, like I said, literally rejecting these people's energies and being around them was sending me into like pure anxiety and either panic attacks or like not letting my guard down, like never getting too drunk around them. You know, like that instance where I was completely blacked out of my mind. It was never getting too drunk around them, faking, you know, taking shots if we were playing games or something. And and same thing with the other one that was like forceful um, and uh, nothing happened, but because I, but it was like that he wouldn't like, yeah, we don't, yeah. Um, you don't need to know like the gruesome details. I don't like I know this can be triggering for people, so I do apologize, but we're all here. Like, this is a safe place. I just want to heal, and maybe, you know, you are making excuses for someone right now. And maybe this is your, if you've stumbled across this video, maybe this is your sign that you need to release that person. And it's just not worth it. It's not. You'll find better friends, especially guy friends. You'll find guy friends that respect you. You'll find guy friends that you can let your guard down and be super drunk around and they won't take advantage of you um, when you're half alive and barely conscious and probably I can't imagine fun to do anything with because you're just kind of like, half alive um and you can find better people you always will but you'll never like the one thing I've kind of realized is that you'll never 
find those better people until you either release those people from your life or heal from those people too. Like it's hand in hand. So like the first step is releasing those people and the second one is healing. So the situation that like I had to move to a new apartment, my landlord had a lot of very like he reminded me a lot of my dad and I like you know was realizing that I'm was attracting like it started with my first relationship he was very controlling very sexist very like men rule women are like men are superior and like I don't think my dad consciously does it I think it's more like in his subconscious it was just kind of the way he was raised whereas there are men that do it consciously and my landlord was one of those my old landlord was one of those men that was very consciously men are superior you are a woman women are mentally ill women cannot women are not responsible he had this very like mentality you know so I did some self-reflecting and realized that unless I forgive the main person that caused that, I'm like that vibe, like I'm going to keep, it's just going to be a cycle of these like coming into my life in different ways. Like, you know, it could be a boss, it could be a manager, it could be a landlord. Like until I forgive that primary source, then I will stop attracting those evil men all around me. (laughs) So I did a lot of inner reflecting, you know, I heal. I tried to like tell myself, you know, this is just how my dad was raised. I can't be angry with him. I can't, you know, I have to forgive that. I have to let go of it because if I don't, it's just going to keep coming up in my life in different ways and until I do. So that's when we were like, okay, we need to realize not all men are bad. Not all men want to hurt you. Not all men are out to get you. Not all men think you, like, think they are superior to women. Not all men think that they, um, that, you know, whatever, that they can do whatever they want to women. It's just sign of like, and I feel like I kind of need to release this about the, you know, assault because, to be honest, um, until I was writing out this episode, and this is crazy that your brain brain does this, but when I was writing out this episode and looking at the statistics and writing everything out that I kind of wanted to talk about, like, um, like I remembered vividly like with my ex because your brain sometimes does this thing where it's like stores trauma and it's sort of like you have the option to just forget about it not really necessarily forget because then when you do like when I'm doing this inner work, this inner shadow work, a lot of like those like memories come back. So it's like 
you spend so many years repressing it, pushing it away, not thinking about it. And so like bringing this inner work, this shadow work, healing work, you're bringing it all out. And the more you're thinking, the more you're remembering things, um, that's when these memories like come back and they come back more vividly that you can, like I felt how I felt after he had left, you know, and I was sitting in my room and I was re-feeling all those feelings that I had um, so many years ago and it's so crazy to me that our brains are capable of that when it comes to trauma that it just can really like literally like bleep I don't want to think about you so I'm going to push you away and push you so far back that you have to do some real like digging (laughs) to get to those memories to remember those memories and then release those memories and yeah, so it all comes back to healing that source where it starts. You have to heal from that, like that main source of where it all began. And then you'll stop attracting those cycles, stop attracting those people into your life. And that can be with anything. It can be with friends, relationships, family, managers, landlords, whatever, it's shown up in so many different ways in my life and then it's sort of like reflecting and thinking about trying to find good examples so when I was doing this shadow work I was thinking okay what are good male examples I have in my life of good men who are deep down just like a good person who would never do that to their one of their friends who would never um act like they're superior you know like those every little thing that I said before and when you start to focus on good you realize there is more good than bad you know so I realized that I actually had way more men in my life who were good who would never hurt a woman like that who specifically would never hurt me like that like I was looking you know thinking about guy friends also and then you can start to name when you're focusing on like when you're focusing on the positives you can name more things good than bad at that point so that was kind of like my inner like whoa not all men are bad (laughs) and sort of just like and you know because of that because of healing that I'm stopping the cycle I'm stopping attracting I'm letting go of that old trauma and that old person who's like dealing with that trauma and I'm like shifting into this new person who doesn't attract people like that anymore doesn't attract guy friends like that doesn't attract partners that would do something like that doesn't attract like men who remind them of her fathers in different aspects of her life and shutting that out because guess what we've healed from that baby that's no more that is your old self (laughs) bye-bye you know And that's like the most important part. So you have somebody who's done you wrong. You're going to keep bringing that and it's going to keep showing up in your life until you heal from it. That's the one thing, the biggest thing I have learned on this journey of healing, of spirituality, of 
growing into this new person, this new self that I'm trying to create. That's really my true deep down self that before all this trauma (laughs) that affected me and changed me into this negative, that low vibration. And we're trying to get back to that high vibration, that person that I am deep down that's healed from all that shit. (laughs) And that's healed from, you know, that doesn't attract those people anymore. And because of that, it's going to bring better relationships, a better self view, a better, you know, Forgiveness is the biggest, most important thing that is underrated because you don't necessarily realize it's because holding on to that is holding on to negativity. It's holding on to darkness and you're never going to be that highest version of yourself with all of that baggage. You've got to let that go. You got to move. You got to forgive. You got to Forgive yourself too. Not only are you forgiving those people, but you also have to forgive yourself for letting that happen because like I went so many years like, oh, it was my fault. I probably led them on or I was too flirty. I shouldn't have got that drunk. I shouldn't have told him I wanted to do things with him and then changed my mind. I shouldn't have been a prude. You know, that self. So it's like not only do you have to forgive xyz elemental p (laughs) persons you know whoever done whatever you also have to look at a person a which is you and tell yourself you know what self i forgive you and now we've realized it we've recognized it and we're gonna grow from it and we're gonna not let that happen anymore and not only are we not gonna let that happen anymore but by letting go of it So like, you know, you can forgive yourself, but if you don't let that go, if you don't forgive them too, it's like a, it's a, what is it? Double-edged sword. You're going to keep attracting it. So it's not only like forgiving yourself, it's forgiving your them, and it's just the combination of everything. And that's when you're going to be up here. That's when you're going to be way, way, way up there. And you're going to be the highest version of yourself when you forgive them, you tell yourself, no more excuses. I forgive them. I forgive myself. And now we're going to let it all go. And those were all lessons. Everything is truly a lesson. Everything brings you to where you're supposed to be. Everything happens to you so that, I mean, I don't want to say like things, like bad things happen so that you Like you could be a good person, but bad things can still happen to you. I'm just saying that sometimes bad things happen to you for a reason to bring you to your true life purpose. And I truly believe that even though I've gone through some shit, I've been through hell and back. um, I've had, you know, I've dealt with a lot of things and I truly believe that like because of all that, like my life purpose is to do something like this, is to help other people heal from it. And that's why I've always been drawn to like wanting to be a counselor and stuff. And now I've been kind of like drawn to like, obviously this is more therapeutic for me than even just talking to a counselor because I'm just being completely like 100 authentically open um, and I don't have blocks or barriers where I would like sometimes get like that with therapists. I just feel like this is completely different because 
I'm just letting myself talk about it. Like I'm not like answering questions, you know, like when you go to therapy, like I'm not digging on therapy. I think therapy is very healing. I think therapy is amazing. Um, when you have the right therapist, like I'm very, very picky about my therapist. And, um, so that's like an internal struggle for me. So when I, it's not therapeutic for me if I don't have a good relationship that like rapport, I think it's called like with a therapist. And so it's very hard for me to find that. And I'm very picky. And now that I'm like, you know, on like real insurance, I can't just be picky. So I had to come up with other ways to kind of heal myself, you know, and that's kind of like why I've always been drawn to like psychology and like these kind of like things. Cause I truly believe that I've gone through everything I've gone through to help people and that's, you know, the basis, this whole soul behind this podcast. And that's why, you know, I started this advice blog too. So don't forget, please, um, you know, if anything, this episode brings up anything, you're feeling a certain type of way after this and you want to talk to somebody and you don't know who to talk to, you don't feel comfortable talking to anybody else, please email me, please DM me on Instagram um, I will give you my phone number. We can FaceTime. Um, you don't necessarily feel comfortable. You can make a fake Gmail account and email me. Like I, I completely understand, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Healing is a hard process, but you don't want to be this person anymore. You don't want to be this low vibrational people that's attracting these cycles over and over and bringing people in your life that things aren't like, you know, from unhealed trauma and it's just going to keep going and going until you release that. And then you can get over here to the high vibrational view, you know, that highest version of yourself who is loving, who leads with love, who leads with forgiveness, who leads with happiness. Not only, you know, do you feel better, you're just a completely different person. And I think healing is so important and releasing is important like not only healing but releasing so yeah if this brings up any memories you know maybe you have repressed memories you don't realize and then you start to do some inner work and thinking about it please reach out to me I'm here for you I want to be here for you um like I said you want to send an email to my advice blog um make a fake gmail account it's so easy (laughs) you can literally link it to your main one and it's completely like not like it's linked to you to log in, but not really linked. So yeah, make a fake Gmail account, email me. It's in the, it'll be in the description. Um, you can also, there's a cool thing on the business Instagram account. So on the up in the clouds, Instagram, you can send an email directly from there. So maybe make a fake Instagram account. If you don't want to make a fake email account, whatever you want to do, like I said, DM me, email me. I'm here for you. I want to help you heal from it too. And release those traumas so we can let go of low vibrational us and get to high vibrational us that leads with love and forgiveness and looking at it as a lesson instead of that poor me, low vibration, I deserve this. You don't. You don't deserve it. And that's like the, and self-worth is the biggest part of it, you know? Yeah, so whoo, 
here is to healing babies 2020 is almost over so let's do some healing let's release those bad energies let's release those traumas and let's go to be in 2021 to look at as we are going to be the highest version of ourselves yes let's make 2021 even more amazing you know 2020 everyone says is the shittiest year of their lives and okay yes as a live music person it was very very hard on me not going to concerts for basically the entire year but this was a year of growth and that's what I look at as as there's a in every darkness there is light and I choose the light (laughs) I choose the positives 2020 was a year of growth for me I don't know if I would have had it if we weren't in this pandemic or would have had it you know being under quarantine and I you know physically grew into a version of myself that I've always wanted to be and I embodied that and I became that and then we started this podcast so you know like before 2020 is over I want you to write five things that made 2020 awful (laughs) and then I want you to write 10 things that made 2020 awesome because when you look at like the more positives than negatives you're going to realize like it wasn't as bad as you think it was there are positives to the negatives and before 2020 is over you need to be like yes this was not as bad as a year this isn't the worst year in the world like we are learning you know there's like I said, in every positive there, or every negative, there are positives. And I like to look, you know, that's something high vibrational me is positive and looks at positives. So 2020 really wasn't that bad of a year. So, but let's make 2021 even better. So before 2020 is over, you know, find your positives of 2020 Find the things you want to heal from and then let's heal from them. Um, If you like this video, please like, um, share, subscribe to my channel. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, subscribe on the podcast. You know what to do. Rate it five stars if you're on Apple Music. Um, Yeah, thanks for tuning in this week. Um, This was a very difficult thing for me to talk about. So I'm really, um, you know, glad it's over. I'm glad we're like, woo, let's go. We've done this, you know, I did a lot of meditating and stuff before to feel comfortable doing this. So yeah, like I said, very hard to talk about. Thank you for spending time with me this week. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your week. Hope you have a beautiful next week. Winter solstice on the 21st. So after Monday, the 21st, the days start getting longer again. So woo to that. Um, if you're into, you know, whatever you're into, 21st is a huge day. Manifest whatever you is you are wanting for the next six months. Think about who is me in six months and then embody that person and make sure that everything that you're manifesting will come true because you're embodying that person who already has those things. So have a beautiful week. I will see you guys next week. I love you all so much. Thank you. Goodbye.